part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Look up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... This is Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wade, writer of Superman Birdlight, and you're listening to The Krypton Report. This is our live for the month, even though we are technically a day late, but that was because of craziness in life. Issues. I, yeah, issues. I am your host, Tyler, the Superman of Blue, and with me, as always, is the Superman of Red, the bearded man right here, not Santa Claus, but Mr. James Cole. Superman over there ripped up a whole sidewalk. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this guy right here? Yeah. Little school boy right here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a beast, man. <laughs> I had my grandpa knew it, so we were out there like busting the concrete, lifting and tossing. And this dude's just out there like this ain't nothing. And then we're shoveling dirt today. Pretty awesome. And sand. Kind of like Clark did with that big old dumbbell in a box. Yeah. You mean move this? Uh, yeah. So we're gonna get we're gonna get crack a lack in here. We're gonna start with some news and. uh we're gonna see what we get. All right. Oh, uh, why? Um. So as of today, right now, Blue Beetle tickets are on sale, and we'll be getting our tickets here soon to kind of. We're gonna try to figure out which day we're going, because Nana wants to go with us. So gotta figure out how to do that. Uh, yeah. So the it's Blue Beetle is coming to fight. But we got other news. That's interesting stuff. Um, yep. So let's let's start off first. Um, we got the announcements of animated films at Comic Con, and we kind of held off to talk about it now during this. So you know, let's kind of we'll, we'll go into that. But um, the first one was this, the the RWBY Part Two, the Justice League RWBY Part Two. That's supposed to come at the end of this year. Um, Solomon and I decided we are going to watch it on Max one day. So if you want to talk about it down the road, we can. I know that James has talked about it. I'm trying to get better at wearing my blue light glasses. I totally forgot. There we go. Got to protect my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that one. The other one was, I, I forgot we had talked about this, but the Aztec Batman. You remember this one being talked about? I do remember it being talked about, yes. Yeah, and I, I'm i interested in it. And I wonder if it's going to be like an animated movie or more anime, kind of like Batman Ninja was. Like, I wonder if it's going to be in that vein or what this Batman Aztec thing is going to be. Yeah, um, I have no idea. It, it, I don't think anime would quite suit the style with it being um with it being south american right right you know so yep yeah the animation style but i i haven't really seen much of anything of it so yeah i i remember when i watched batman ninja Let's just move on to the situation right now. Okay, 
So oh, yeah, I'm the, the other one was Watchmen. And this one, I'm like, what Watchmen? Like, what animated movie are you doing? Um, unless you're doing an animated movie that's like from the before Watchmen books or something like that, that could be interesting. But just to do Watchmen in general in animation, really? Why? Um, yeah, I, I really don't. I mean, you know it's going to sell. I mean, you know people are going to watch it. Um, no matter how much Alan Moore says he hates it. And, you know, casts curses. And all those involved in making it. Now, my thought is... Now, hear me out, James. What if they do a Watchmen film? It's a little tweak at the end because they're going to do a Doomsday Clock movie as a sequel. I mean, that would be cool, but the Doomsday Clock does take place uh, in, in a world farther down the line. So if, like, Watchmen took place in the 80s, like, Doomsday Clock took place in their, like, 90s or 2000s. Yeah, exactly. So you do the Watchmen yeah. movie, then the sequel's Doomsday Clock with some sort of continuity universe you have. Just a thought. You know, because why else would you do a doomsday clock movie unless you're going to try to do something like that? And 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 Alora and Alora says, "I don't want to do this Watchmen movie." Alora's like, "Who cares about Watchmen, Dad?" Uh, then of course she will we, when she's old enough to watch the Snyder one. Uh, and then we have the Mary Snyder's Watchmen, Batman, and we haven't got anything from it, but just from that one. One picture we saw of the animation. I had that animation to, work, to watch it. And, I, and that makes me mad because the idea of a Christmas Batman special basically to watch every year sounds so cool. But then seeing the animation looks worse, if not the same as that Aquaman series that nobody remembers that just disappeared. Yeah, I don't even remember it. So I'm just nodding my head because you know what I mean. I I, I, like, I think they even just removed. I think they even removed it from Max at that. Oh, they did. They don't even want it on there. Nobody. Nobody wants to remember that it exists. They're like, no. Give me up. the Justin Hartley episode anytime <laughs> before watching. <laughs> before watching that animated thing, I couldn't even finish it. The first episode, I, I think, yeah. is all like mostly watched and i was like this is just so i don't even think horrible. we made it through the first episode no 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 we, did, we didn't because i started it and the kids were like oh this i want to try it i was like fine we started it and they're like can we go play this i guess and that was the end of it mm -hmm. so all right and then the last one is we're gonna save that last one Nah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, now, nah, actually, we'll save that. Pause that. Let's do some more news. We'll come back around to it. Um, Mark Wade is bringing Kingdom Come to the world's finest book. I thought that was big enough news to talk about because Mark Wade is killing it right now being back at DC and having Kingdom Come somehow play into his world's finest is pretty exciting. 
not gonna lie. Yeah, and it's de- it's definitely had a uh, resurgence among among the fans the last you know handful of years, especially with Brandon Routh doing it uh, in Crisis on Infinite Earths. We had the 25th anniversary recently um, last year. So, yeah, it's definitely come back around. Um, I do want to make it now, speaking of Mark Wade, that The Last Days of Lex Luthor has been released, number one. We will be reviewing it, but we're going to wait till the whole three uh, issues have been released and just do a whole episode just on that content instead of trying to talk about it as it comes out. Um, let's see. This is exciting, kind of awesome, but we got our first official trailer. I said official. And we got a date that Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 is getting released September 23rd on digital or on DVD at Walmart. And I think it's weird, like you and I had a conversation about this, that they're only doing DVDs because... Like, we don't have a regular DVD player. We have to use our PlayStation 4. We use our PlayStation or our Xbox. And even then, um, it's weird because DVD's been trying to be phased out so much. And go to Blu-ray. Like, they're not even doing a Blu-ray release. And they haven't. You know, they haven't. All these um, direct-to-DVD Scooby-Doo films have just been DVD and digital. And, you know, this Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2... I am purchasing it on digital, and I'll probably pick up the DVD like at a Black Friday thing just because I like to have my physical, but it's not, um, the quality is not that great. Like, I, you know, even watching a DVD on a 4K TV, you definitely see downgraded quality. And it's weird. Like, we watched the DVD today, and some of the color grading on it was. Kids were like, why does it look like that? I'm like, ah, you know, it's kind of playing a DVD through a high-def TV, you know? Yeah, interesting. I mean, you know, I don't have I don't have a new newer 4K TV. Um, and uh, I, I got my Blu-ray players, and, and I don't have any problems with DVDs and that. But just, yeah, just releasing on DVD alone is interesting, but... You know, I'm sure these days uh, a lot of people would just snatch that digitally and be able to watch it there, put it on anytime for their kids. Just <laughs> and that and that's what we're doing digital because Scooby Doo and uh, Scooby Doo is a huge thing in this house. Superman, huge thing in this house. So the merger of the two, this movie is made for the family. The, the trailer looks awesome. You know, yeah. the it a few months ago it did leak because it was one of those that everyone said was going to be shelved by Warner Brothers in the whole um, you know tax write off, much like the Hex Girls movie and Scoob Two film. Everyone just assumed this one was, it was being reported it was going to be in there. It leaked. That was months ago, and then now we're officially getting the release. So it's pretty exciting. Um, are you excited, Solomon? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of sad that the Hex Girl movie and Scoop 2 got canceled. 
So it looks good. You know, you have Zidral Zod in it. You have Crypto, Scooby Doo. It just it looks awesome. I yeah, can't I like the animation. I like the character designs. The character yeah. designs of Joker and Harley Quinn and Zod and what looks to be Ursa Non, like almost straight out of Superman too. Yeah, we'll be covering that probably. pretty close. You know, it, look, it looks good. End of September when it comes out, we'll be covering it. Um, that's exciting because that'll definitely be one that I can get a lot of good quotes and comments from the kids on. Um, we can get a Laura to put her two cents in. So, other things from Comic Con we didn't really touch on, but figures from San Diego, they are releasing um, some new figures to their Batman 66 line. And I don't have it all saved here on my phone, but it's weird because new figures to the Batman 66. Uh, six line includes a Superman. Did you see that? Or yeah. So we have Batman sixty six, Robin unmasked, Superman, Robot Batman, Lord Deathman, and the Joker. It says six inch figures fall of twenty twenty three, and then it says right here. Um, let's see, skull burnery is not final, pending licensing approval. So I'm just kind of like, okay, is this supposed to be like a George Reeves? Was there um, a Superman that appeared in the Batman 66 comic? But it says classic TV series. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it'll be interesting. I, I want to see what it looks like. Yeah. Um, like compared to the other figures how how well it fits in like is is it detailed the same exactly exactly and then okay so continuing we got a seven inch line that showed hawkman firestorm and sinestro all comic book based they look okay you know not like jumping for joy on those um then they have their gold label. They have Catman, you know, the figure everybody in the world wants. Very angry, <laughs> ghost-looking Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. Black Lightning, which looks pretty sweet. But then we have Supergirl. And this Supergirl is interesting because it looks a lot like the TV series. But she has full red legs. Now, it does say li pending licensing approval, so I'm wondering if this is supposed to be a Melissa Supergirl. Because where they did the mm. belt, you know? Yeah. be interesting if they did a, um, like, final season um, Melissa Supergirl. You should do a two-pack. Give me the first season and then give me the final season. So Yeah, I'd buy it. Yeah. That's definitely a figure that I want to get. Is a really good, you know, new McFarlane Supergirl. Um, we also got the six-inch Build-A-Wave articulated Batman the Animated Series. All right, we're talking Batman, Robin, Scarecrow. I want that Scarecrow. Uh, yeah, we'll get it for you. Mr. Freeze, which we'll probably get for Brian, with the Build-A figure being Condiment King. Nothing's, uh, nothing says 
awesome like condom making. Um, if <laughs> I do is go- awesome like condiment king. <clears throat> That's a real one. Might be worth a Google. <laughs> Now, for the superpower figure line, we're getting a very 90s Tim Drake Robin, a 89 Keaton, and it better have the belt that pulls out, you know, uses a grappling hook, a very new 52 slash rebirth, um, reborn looking Superman, and a more disco-esque looking Nightwing. That still says fall of twenty twenty three. Disco Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. So that says fall, and then the the line that I'm actually really excited about, and we didn't we touched on it briefly in our um our multi, our wish list is the Batman and Robin seven inch build a wave line, speaking featuring the George Clooney Batman, Poison Ivy by Uma Thurman. Alicia Silverstone, Batgirl, Chris O'Donnell, uh, Robin slash wannabe Nightwing, with the builder figure being Mr. Freeze, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a that is another line that I just have to get all of them. Right. I, love, I, I love swear, the if they come out with a Mr. Freeze gold label and he's just in the robe <laughs> with the slippers, with the slippers, <laughs> yeah. with the slippers. yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Now I want those slippers. Now we got no pictures, but there was like a release of like order forms that says that McFarland Toys for quarter three will have a seven a seven inch line non build a figure, but will feature the Batman Forever, which will be Batman, Robin, Two Face, and Riddler. Hmm. So and that's cool because that's that's on the heels, you know, of the release of the. Uh, whole Batman collection that we complained about. Yeah. Uh, if they so. make, if they make a Jeep Swanson Bane, Bane I will get it. They should have. Just I know. Like, like just like Solomon was like, why didn't they do a Catwoman or a Gordon for the Dark Knight line? But they could have done a whole second Dark Knight line, um, like you know the Dark Knight trilogy, and did. Uh, instead of doing it as a build a figure line, doing it as a second line because each line has four figures, right? Yeah. So with like second, two extra figures and a mega fig. Yeah. <laughs> so so do a second line that would have been Catwoman, Gordon, Bane, and um, you could have done Liam Neeson, Ra's al Ghul, or you could have done uh, John Blake, even. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just did more of those characters because the Catwoman one's kind of a, kind of a really sad that they didn't do it because that's a pretty big deal. Or give me an Alfred, even give me an Alfred. I, I mean, Solomon wants a good Alfred, you know? Right. No, it's okay. Nick Fong does not have an Alfred, but um, another person has. Like, Solomon, your microphone's right here, bro. You keep oh. walking away from your mic. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, an, like another before, Mc, before, before McFarlane, we had a different something. Like I forgot what it's called, but it's a DC 
Weapon. Oh my goodness. It's expensive. It is so expensive that I'm like gonna have run and get it. We'll figure it out. We'll probably get it. Talk expensive. Yeah. The uh the Bane figure that McFarlane came out with. Oh yeah. Can't find for like less than 125, 150 bucks. And then that then that new fifty two uh um dark side that big one. Yeah. Yeah, it's expensive too. Oh yeah. Totally. It's horribly expensive. And so the last I think that's the last line. Uh next piece of news, they released the download like the extra characters are gonna be on Mortal Kombat one slash, you know, Mortal Kombat twelve. Um in the photo it shows Omni Man, interesting, right? Uh Peacemaker uh it, but Peacemaker John Cena. That's the big DC one. And then yeah. uh, Homelander. So I'm just kinda like, I wanna see Peacemaker in action. That's gonna be kind of funny. Um and there's some also news I down I put on here. There's some new like digital DC Universe Heroes game, it's like a mobile game you can get um, for heroes and villains. It was part of like they launched it during San Diego, so you can check that out. Um, I'm gonna use my phone. All right, moving on. Uh, there was a recent article that Nick Cage was entered. I'm gonna pull up some quotes here from Nick Cage, and we'll talk about it. But it says. Uh, Nicholas Cage opens up on the Flash of Superman's surprise cameo and how he would have portrayed the character in Superman Lives. Well, I was glad I didn't blink. For me, it was the feeling of being actualized. Even that, looking for that particular character, finally seeing it on screen was satisfying. But as I said, it's quick. If you really wanted to know what I was going to do with that character, look at my performance in City of Angels. Um, so first of all, that makes me feel that Nick Cage didn't film any scenes, like they tried to say. That wasn't just a, C a CG creation. Um, it makes me kind of question that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to go back and watch City of Angels. <laughs> it's a wild movie. It's, you know, the Goo Dolls wrote Iris for it, and that's a great song. It's a great they song. Did. Okay. So, there's been a lot of hubbub talk in Hollywood right now. Like, Sony was the first studio to do this. They're pushing movie dates, release dates right now. So, I'm going to throw my two cents out here about Aquaman, okay? Warner Brothers, DC, whatever you do, do not move Aquaman. Here's the Tyler reasons why. Number one, give 2024 the break. You know, as much as we all love DC and one DC product. Give it a break for a year. We're going to get Joker 2, but that's not really DC that you sell to the masses. Okay. Also, it's coming out in December, so it's going to cross into 2024. But also, if all the other studios are moving their movies, just leave it in there. It'll be the only movie there. People will go see it and it'll make money. <laughs> I mean, you've already moved it around enough, you already have enough issues with it. Just release the movie, let it do what it's going to do, and then give 2024 off so we can build up to Superman Legacy. There's
there's no need to move it. That's all I'm saying. If, you, if any movie should have been moved to 2024, it should have been Blue Beetle, but that time has passed. Clearly, now that they've started selling tickets. Yeah. So, I'm excited, though. I look forward to seeing Blue Beetle soon. I think Solomon does, too, don't you, buddy? Yeah. Okay, so back to the last piece of news. The animated film is um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay, what time is that coming out? Either late this year, probably early next year. And as the movie we're going to talk about a little bit later, Justice League World World, it definitely sets up Crisis. Part of that movie felt like it was setting up Crisis the whole time. Because they start dropping things in it. Um, but let's let's examine the idea of what this movie's crisis could be. How would you know what what is the film going to be? Um, how would you do it? Okay, and I say that because are they going to do it kind of CW style, or or for a better version of this idea, watch watch Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. And I posted this online, final battle scene where every version of those characters shows up to battle. Right. I mean, we almost can't talk about it without spoiling War World. I mean, it's, it were, but it's because it's, it's connected to the Tomorrowverse. So, I mean, it is, but it's it's because unfortunately, like I said, you can't really talk about it without spoil without starting to talk about and spoil War World because you I mean, have you to because all you have to know is the Tomorrowverse is connected. But my question is, are they going to do it? Are they going to pull from like? Are we going to see cameos of like live action in animation? Are we going to see cameos mm. much like they did for the TV? Are we going to see like the Bruce Tim Superman show up? Is this going to be kind of like that? For a crisis where we're seeing the different multiverse worlds from all of animation, like are we going to see a planet of Teen Titans go? Is this going to be the film that ends the Tomorrowverse and all these DC films to give birth to where James Gunn is going to do animation that connects to the live action universe? Since none of these films have been labeled yet as Else Worlds, is that what this crisis is going to be? Or is this, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is the purpose of this crisis if we don't have anything else to connect it to? Um, when we see Superman and Superman and the Elite show up. Jesus, <laughs> um, um, really, like... Exactly. What is the crisis? Well, that, I mean, that implication, I've always preferred... I mean, I've always liked it separate. Um, you know, they did... They did such a good job developing, at least developing a universe uh, with the last universe that they had, that they ended with Apocalypse War. Like, they actually had a, a connected universe, and all of the movies had a very standalone quality. Like, you watch all the Batman movies, and they stood alone. Um, you know, it was... Um, you, you could follow characters through their movies down the line um that's some that is not something you can do with the Tomorrowverse. uh everything everything important has happened off screen you know the formation of the justice league everything is every you know we've never seen a wonder woman as a 
so this at this point it seems like we've seen two different wonder woman uh none from we're getting there so i say like and we'll we'll break that down more if we get into the movie but i'm just saying like how you know how are they going to approach the crisis that it actually means something i i have i have an idea okay what you got um i like what dad said but i think it's probably going to be like spider-man across the spider-verse because multiverses yeah that's a big thing in 2023 now okay let's see here we got the flat multiverse spider-verse um name some james name some yeah james since you're so cool name some um well, I mean, if you just look, if you look at the DC side, they had a crisis for television and they incorporated a lot of television shows. They had basically a crisis for uh, film, what they did with The Flash. They kind of had a crisis for Titans because it's been so much. So they, they crossed a lot of mediums there. Now we're basically getting a crisis in this direct-to-home line. I mean, I guess if you want, you can like, erase the whole thing and i don't like the implication that something like this would go away and everything that came out of dc would just be from gun from that staple you know i um that would definitely make like the the elseworlds line a little more um like what are they gonna do they're gonna do originals or are they gonna you know, just do animations of retellings of different stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's... Like, I think it really, I think if, if they tried to tear it down just to make room for the gun stuff in it, like, I think that's that would be a damn shame. It, it would be. Um, and 100%. So I'd rather I'm... what we've been getting than that. I than just... that be the only thing we're getting. I just feel like do they like decide that oh no like this um this isn't going as well as we had hoped um i, I don't know you know because i feel like you don't do a crisis unless you're really trying to do something so are they trying to end the tomorrow verse before i feel like it ever really got going you know well i mean from what we can tell like the whole bunch of crap happened we just didn't get to see any of it right so, <laughs> I mean, they rushed. They rushed out the the last. They rushed out the last two movies, um, and they had more slated from the universe before. And this one, I don't. I don't know if. I mean, it's it's been mixed out there, you know. The the reception of of the Tomorrowverse. Um, some of the films pretty good, and some of them are just like people are just like man. Exactly. So, so, um, this price movie, um, I think it's gonna be a big hit. And um, after we dump the tomorrow verse, I think we should have some new new fifty two. Well, that's kind of what Solomon. We gotta um rewatch the other ones because. It's been a while since I've watched them with you. That was kind of what the movies were based on before the Tomorrowverse. 
Well, they, they had a very new 52 look, and that's kind of what they were based on early on. And then as it actually went further down, they actually started to um, incorporate classic stories into yeah. it. Some done really well, a couple done a little less. Um, you know, I mean, the death and return of Superman is kind of like the standout shining gem of the whole thing. Yeah. And I mean, you had Hush, that was incorporated into that uh, universe, whereas The Long Halloween was incorporated into the new one. Yeah. So you could stand alone. So we will talk more about the Tomorrowverse momentarily, but now. There is an. Imp- there is there is an implication that how with the movie we're going to be talking about, so I have to hold back a little bit. Yes. On on your gun, clearing the slate for guns, everything. And that's why it'll be fun to talk about. So that I that see there's like one one thing there I could get on board. <laughs> so we are going to now talk about my adventures with Superman. Episode 5. And episode 4. No, we talked about episode 4. Oh, we did? Yeah. Um, so this one's called You Will Believe a Man Can Lie. Lois uncovers a secret in Metropolis and is determined to get to the truth. Superman tracks down the dangerous weapons in the city and finds himself in the crosshairs of mysterious organization Task Force X. Solomon, give us your thoughts on this episode. You and I just finished rewatching it. Again, before this. But what do you think? Talk. I think this episode... I think this episode's really cool. Right? Like... It really, like... Um, have five... Five more episodes left of this season. Which I bet... I... There gotta be season two. Yeah. What else do you think? What, how did you feel for Jimmy? I felt so sad for I felt sad. I felt sad for Jimmy. Yeah. Because like, it's squatting time. So the episode starts where they're they're gonna go hunt for Bigfoot. Jimmy and Clark and Lois, which sounds like a really fun time <laughs> and dirty at the same time. And and, and and um Jimmy looked on his like phone and, and Saw someone trolling him. Yeah, someone was trolling Flamebird. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> Solomon, who, you, who was it? You want to tell everybody who it was? No. It, it was Steve Lombard. Steve Lombard. Because we find out that Lombard takes Jimmy what? on a special assignment and he says it's by Perry and they get. Out and he's like, you gotta film me. And when he does, all of a sudden, Lombard breaks into you. Flameboard says this, and Jimmy's like, what? He's like, what? But before then, Lombard gives him a whole speech about how Jimmy is like the Steve Lombard of his group. He's mm-hmm. like, you're like the lone wolf. Yeah. Even gives him the Steve code. And it says... Steve never misses leg day. Yeah. Um, Multiple times does it say Steve never misses leg day. Three. He's like, why doesn't Holt skip leg down here multiple times? Yeah. 
uh, he's like, because he's like, you don't want to miss it. So that is an interesting little side. And then just kind of sticking with Jimmy as the episode, you know, wraps up. Um, Jimmy is waiting to go to wherever they're going to hunt Bigfoot at the bus stop. And Lois and Clark don't show up. They're not responding to calls and texts. And then we see Jimmy in the woods by himself and a giant gorilla. James, who do you think it is? Gorilla. I think it's Grodd. And it had glowing eyes. Uh, and it glowing eyes. I kind of look like tele- telepathic ability. Our good friend Levi says Titano. Titano? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very Superman. Yeah, that's a very Superman pull. He could easily be that. I mean, okay, but okay, then God's more commoner, and like they're using uncommon villains right now. So I mean, I think he's the worst because I mean, so far that you know, Task Force X and Slade being an upfront villain, you could do Grodd. I mean, it's like you know, Grodd's usually the Flash, but sometimes just a DC villain. Period. Mm-hmm. Well, in this episode, we've got another crew of people who have weapons, who have who have tech armor, and we get a new villain in this one, a, a villain, a villain who uses fire wave. wave. So not typically a Superman villain, not typically yeah. a Superman rogue. But since they're using Task Force X as like a backbone to this, it kind of, you know, makes sense. Um, so kind of trying to follow linear here. Basically, you know, the, the episode starts, Lois has a theory slash, you know, that Clark is Superman and she wants to find out. And, you know, it's interesting because the, the episode starts where Clark's telling Jimmy, like he's going to tell Lois how he feels today. Lois is talking to Jimmy. And she's like, if I gave you certain days and times, could you collaborate where Clark was? Isn't it interesting how he leaves to get a bagel so often? Never returns with a bagel. Jimmy's like, is Hungry Lois talking right now? <laughs> um, so it's, do you want a bagel? He's like, do you want me to get you a bagel? Um, it's interesting. So that happens. And then Lois is in the office trying to figure it out, and there's a package that says to Steve, or it should say to James Cole. Eh, we'll figure it yeah. out. But she tries to move it, and she can't. And she's like, what is in this dumbbell? And she opens it, and it looks like at least a 50 It's pounder. a big dumbbell. It's a yeah. pretty big dumbbell. And then yeah. I, I didn't pause it. I wanted to pause it and see how big, see if it said how big it was. I didn't see it from the two times I watched it. It was the I, if it does, it was the small print. It didn't say it on the big print. That I noticed. Um, that much I was able to tell. Clark comes in and moves it without with no effort, and then tosses it to the side, and it crushes the filing cabinet. Yeah. As he brings in his giant murder board of figuring out the. I weapon. call it an investigation board, but yes. <laughs> um. And so that was funny. And then they get a police scanner. And right as Clark's trying to tell Lois that he cares for her, the police scanner goes off. And it's hilarious because he goes off and it's like, there's a, uh, it's the first one. It's like, there's something going on. And Clark's like, I gotta go get a bagel. 
It's like, never mind, Superman got it. He walks back in. There's a bakery. Uh, cream cheese. And he's like, <laughs> and, uh, Oh, it's ridiculous. But it's great. Like, Slow and I had a great time watching it. And Well, just, it's, it's, it's the idea of of how ridiculous how many how many lies he's been able to tell people over the years to hide his secret identity from those he's closest to like how how many years they just fell for it how gullible <laughs> they had to be around him for being like these investigative journalists yeah um it was just it was interesting so that goes on that happens and then lois takes the scanners running around trying to be everywhere that superman is and barely misses him every time like she gets there right after he even saves a cat from a tree but eventually she's in a place where he is oh james is being summoned to fight crime yeah and she's in a place where he is and she takes out handcuffs to put on him like you know and it's kind of cute because like heat waves attacking he's got lois as if he can't get free from her you know and he's like moving her around and everything um but then you know things start to escalate because a mysterious figure is actually stealing the people who are using the tech which we find out is slade and superman takes lois back to the planet and tells her like he doesn't want her in trouble and as he's flying away, she's yelling Superman, but then she yells Clark. Yeah. And Solomon and I had an interesting thought. You want to tell him, Solomon? What if Superman did not? Superman, had, Superman in episode three, he had his heat vision. Yep, keep going, buddy. Yeah, but he just got his heat vision. Yep, so keep, keep how, how about his hearing sense? Yeah, Solomon and I thought, like, he's, he's, what if his super hearing hasn't kicked in yet? And he doesn't have that power yet. Because normally, we all automatically assume he already has it. But when she said Clark, in any other assumption, he would have, like, we would have got a shot of him hesitating and then flying off. But we didn't. And he didn't respond to it. So Solomon's like, maybe he doesn't have his heat vision or his hearing yet. Just like his heat vision. So I'm thinking his super hearing hasn't kicked in yet. How about his x-ray vision and his cold breath? They haven't been kicked in yet. Exactly. So, but he goes up, he wakes the hand, he flies away. Uh, Alora's about to make a special guest appearance. Uh, yeah. And she found a headset, so she's talking. Good. <laughs> She's telling us what's up. Yep. So Superman goes and he he finds out like he stops Heat Wave, um, but he battles Slade, and they have some strong tech that even damages Superman. He gives him a burn on his neck, and we see this like quick image of looks like maybe when his ship arrived there was like some fallout, and what they call it like zero day or. Something like that. They said the events of like something like that. Um, she's mad at she's mad at me for not knowing. 
And we see what looks like a, a younger version of this character that's with Waller. I've had a different thought about it, but, you know. Um, so he calls her Mandy. For Amanda and they call, Yes, and they call him General. So and in D.C., we have a few generals. Not General Waverly, for all you white Christmas fans. Um, not General Lee, for all you Deuce Hazard fans. <laughs> Who do we think um, it is? There's, we've had General Lane. We've had General Eileen as two major ones. I think it is Lois's father. Yep. I think they're playing coy with the same as Lois's dad. I think so, too. That's where I went first. But... Yeah, I think it'll be a nice kind of joke for like what Lois is. Because she, like, has that pressure from her dad, like, in one previous Right. When, when, when Superman saw that, did he see Lois? And he actually, when he saw Lois, um... When he saw, when he, so, when him and and Lois met, they 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 were like, "Who are you?" Such a thing. What if they don't remember each other, but they saw each other again? Because when they were babies, the thing crashed, and and Lois' father abandoned Lois, probably, and yeah. Solid theory. I'm guessing. Yeah, the 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 reason though, so something definitely happened. I'm curious as to like the arrival of Clark. Um, you know, it was a very devastating arrival in Smallville. One of the only times it was like that. So could could that be um, something that happened? Uh, as well as um, they're there to to stop Superman, to either capture him or take him out. Yeah. And they send robots and Slade with all of this tech combined into one suit. Um, and they do some serious damage, uh, and they damage a highway, and it's collapsing. And a great Superman moment is... No, stop you have to stop people are in trouble and just lays into him and goes up goes on to save save the day but you have the even better scene because you have amanda waller basically telling slade to kill him because yeah. that tip that he has has to be kryptonian based because it's hurt him and the general gives the order to back down because he is saving the people so right here's your setting up uh who these people really are at their core. Yeah. Yeah, two different ideologies. In the end, and so justify the, the means. And and then the big cliffhanger, okay, is when Clark goes back. He, he Superman goes back and he turns into Clark. And Lois basically confronts him. He yells at him about, he got hurt, he comes up with an excuse. And then she pulls... A Superman uh, two, basically, and jumps out, jumps off the building, 
just falls back and Clark grabs her and she's angry that he's Superman and didn't tell her. There's been a lot of hate people like turning their backs on Lois on the internet for this. And I just, I don't get it. Like, I, I look at the situation as two people who are emotionally vulnerable, who are sharing, starting to open up to each other. And, you know, she says you lied and he's like, I didn't lie. It's a secret. I didn't tell you. And she says a secret is a lie. No, I'm not going to buy that. It's something personal, just like any other relationship. When you meet people, you have a history, a past things. You don't tell them everything up front that you're, you know, yeah. trying to, trying to build up the time to tell them, but she is hurt. Uh, you know, he even says like, you said, Superman, you hated Superman. Uh, he was a liar and all this, and you were going to expose my secrets, you know, and I didn't tell you yet. So it's a very, like, conundrum of, you know, how she finds out she figured it out. And just that idea, like, she's, you know, open and she's hurt, but gives them a really good building opportunity to make everything known from the beginning. Yeah. So... I'm really interested in where the next, because it is the the title of the show is My Adventures with Superman. Yeah. So. Well, this 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 uh, series would definitely. I mean, they they would go along with Superman, but they get to learn who he is and and where he came from and everything as he does. Um, yeah. By by finding out who he is at this point, um, the way the story has gone, uh, we had two excellent Superman moments in this episode. One when she, when they're interrogating a uh, heat wave and Lois says, my flying friend, I will unleash my flying friend. And he's like, no, that's not going to happen. She's like, and I will unleash on you. And he's like, we don't threaten. We don't threaten people. Lois. That's not right. And then the saving people on the bridge on the highway, like two, two great Superman moments in this episode. So it was a great episode, and every episode with this show gets better. So we're going to take a quick ad break, and we'll be right back. Hey, can I get a dollar? Sure. That's what friends say, right? And we all know that we all have a dollar. We spend a dollar on crazy stuff. We have a loose change around the house probably for a dollar. So why not help a friend out? The Krypton Report, of course, has a Patreon, like every podcast does. But unlike other podcasts, where we're asking for a lot of money. We're just saying, hey, shoot us a dollar. One dollar a month. Help us keep the podcast going and help us to bring entertainment to you. And you can hear the fun voices of me and James. So go to patreon.com slash Krypton Report and give it a shot. Thanks. All right. And we're back. So I'm going to say bye to everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to be here for the next part so bye everybody and i hope i hope you like see you solo peace buddy solo is out i'm gonna use (laughs) my elevator i mean my elevator (laughs) slow motion right you didn't know i had elevator on my floor It lagged. It kind of was like he just disappeared on me. He was there, and then he was going down, and he stopped, and then he was gone. <laughs> That's how he does. That's how he does.
So we're, the next part is we're talking Superman Justice League War World movie. And I watched it uh, thanks to James because James is digital copy because I ordered mine and Amazon said it was delivered to the post office and the post office can't find it. So, oh joy. Oh, um, excellent. But this one was rated R. And anytime they're rated R, I'm kind of interested why. And this one definitely for my And yeah. Brian really liked this movie, which was funny. He was like, guys, it's so good. And then you and I both were like, ah, it was okay. Um, because there's some I stuff mean, in it. I I didn't hate it. So the individual parts, the best part of the movie was the Wonder Woman part when she was in the Wild West with Jonah Hex. I'm sorry, we're going straight out to spoilers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> but, I, you know what? I did and didn't like it. Because I was watching it with Jania, and as soon as like the like the people are breaking free and they're gunned down, Jania's like, that doesn't feel like Wonder Woman. Like, it doesn't feel right. And it takes like a few minutes for the little daughter to be threatened until Wonder Woman actually reacts. And I was like, no. my critique was there's little parts like that in the film where it's like the characters are trying to like hesitate for who they are. And then they actually do what they normally would do. And I'm like, they just felt odd. It felt off. Like I, I get it, but at the same time, like it just felt. Well, they're, they're not supposed to know who they are. They're not supposed to quite be themselves. And it, it's, it's entirely. Kind of, it's kind of convoluted in a way, as we get towards the end. It is. Um, but and even Jonah Hex himself, I'm like, is he supposed to be good or bad? But he definitely came out very bad and antagonistic and evil almost. Right. But I'm not the biggest Jonah Hex fan, so. Well, you know, it's also like, what is the story of of that? Place, you know, I mean, it does kind of seem like it did make it seem like Jonah Hex and his people were the bad guys, but you know, right? And then because there's always because when we meet the settlers, you're like, okay, these don't feel like the people that Hex. So it almost felt like I need a whole movie of just Wonder Woman in the West would have been cool because that segment did go on for quite a while. Yeah, you know, like, I, I feel it definitely felt like the longest segment, and then. Um, and then you had the Batman segment next, where he was in a um, fantastical, barbaric world, like yeah. dinosaurs and sorcery and, and warlords and barbarians and stuff. It is interesting how when they get really violent in the Tomorrowverse, because the animation is so bright and more like kid feeling. So when they do get like graphic, it's like, huh, weird. Because, like, he literally rips the guts out of the dinosaur and it just lands on him. Yeah. He's, like, bathed in blood and guts. Yeah, he was drug underneath as as the guts rained down from the dinosaur. Um, so that was weird. <laughs> but, but anyways, um, moving on. Uh, I didn't really like the Batman segment. I, the barbarian, because, like, he doesn't feel, and I feel like 
part of it is each time there's a segment, they change a little bit. And maybe if I watch it a second time, I'll have a different thought because as he goes through his little mission, um, he gets to the like the chamber where he needs to be. And he basically was sent on a mission to kill this warlord. And Wonder Woman's there chained up, but she's acting a little bit different than she was in the West. Almost like she had gained more of memory of who she was. Yeah, still not she still didn't she know was. who she was or why she was there or and how she became chained up. Right. So then they fight and they destroy, you know, they stop this uh, sorcerer. And, you know, she takes Bruce with her. And it's like, so when we get to the third segment, which I think looks great, because it looks like super, like Clark Kent, 1950s investigative reporter, very Sin City looking with the snow and the black, um, and very like men in black type thing. When Bruce and Diana show up in there, they seem more like themselves than they had in their own segment. You know, and he's like CIA, FBI agent Kent. Um, yeah, and it kind of seems like the more they, the more they progress, the the little bit more that they kind of gain back of themselves. It feels like it was, you know, here and moving in because of, you know, where they go when they're inside whatever it is, um, that Superman's thing is, but Superman's is like an alien invasion that they have to stop, and it's really interesting. Um, you know, they're in this diner investigating and, you know, interrogating people. And one of them are the, they said the Langs. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just, it was, it was really cool. Cause then like they get in the car and they're trying to escape. Um, and it's like white Martians are coming after them. So yeah. you get that injection of Martian Manhunter's psyche in because he's the one projecting this these worlds for them into so, their yeah. heads. So they go through, they find like it looks like a crash ship and they go through it and now like they're on or they're awakened from like the dream comas they're in that are visions from Martian. This is where I said it gets convoluted. Like it's from Martian Manhunter. Okay, so but it's okay. a real world where these bodies, where these people are cloned. Yeah, these these, people are these, cloned. these beings are cloned and used in these scenarios that these heroes are being kept in. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot to like. Why? Why is this why? the case? And then they're on War World, which feeds off the fear and hatred of the people there. I mean, I guess when you pit them against each other in that way, I but suppose. Like, War World was never like an emotionally powered thing. Or like your emotions of fear and hatred help power it. And Mongol, I did not like the look of Mongol. No, the, thought... the, the slender, wrinkly look was not. If the, I mean, you know, something that James and I both said to Brian was the fact with everything that had recently been done in the comics with Mongol, this was a huge letdown. I expected, you know, War World to be like this kind of story where we get something that references maybe the Mongol who is, the Mongol who was, 
um, you know, Superman fighting like Mongol and no, like none of that. World War is very weird in this because it doesn't, it doesn't even no one's fighting. Like the only yeah. fighting is in these like Westworld style dream. Like they're in, like, I don't know, maybe we got some flashbacks where we actually saw them in the world that it was not the world they thought they were. Was the only psychic projection just forgetting who they were? Um, but then to make to, to tie it all together, if you go back to Superman Man of Tomorrow, remember that Lobo was hired by somebody to find the Kryptonian, and we find out it was Mongol because Lobo shows up in this, and yeah. We find out that, um, you know, that uh, there was a back door that was created by John Jones and or by Lobo, but it was implanted, incepted by, you know, Martian Manhunter into Lobo so that Martian Manhunter could reach them. So there's like our fourth member of a Justice League because I kind of expected when they found Martian Manhunter to kind of see okay, where's Green Arrow? We've introduced to him. Where's Green Lantern? Where is um, the Flash? But then we start getting these drops about the multiverse. And Wonder Woman, like Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman still don't really know who they are and what their history yeah. is. She and, says she remembers Superman and that that he looks like her Clark. But yeah. younger. So is this the Wonder Woman we met before in Wonder Woman or Justice Society World War Two from a different Earth? Like, because we've never met Wonder same Woman. Same actress. But yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Not the same uniform and she doesn't have like the same the same quite the same personality, quite the same um well, none of them really have the personality because Bruh, they're like half brainwashed. So uh, yeah. that's where we say that it does. We lose story because we don't get much of these characters together interacting. Like it feels like we're building up to something where we didn't really get the build up. You know, we saw Batman and Superman for what one scene in the Legion of Superheroes together. Yeah, and that, that was, was like. Yeah, and then the one scene of Flash and uh, uh, with Superman against Brainiac, that one scene there. Um, but the whole movie was just a build up, uh, a build up for a crisis. Um, you know, they they talk about the multiverse. Um, for some reason, in this one, the Martians, green and white, were part of a key. They needed to be whole to be a key to, like, power stop war world, world to power or stop war world. And roll it, basically, yeah. Yeah, and then it's just used to destroy war world. And then our Trinity, um, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are taken by Harbinger. Uh, I'm guessing it's Harbinger. That's the only thing I can yeah, think so it would be. Yeah, that's what I think um, it is, too. Taken for the upcoming crisis. 
and they I and mean, they save crisis they throw out multiverse um mm-hmm. i i was expecting at the end like when she took them to like you know the other members of the justice league like green lantern flash green arrow though we've what we've you know seen in the other films beat right. it she went and got the last three or something so we could actually have a cool shot of like the justice league together you know um and yeah it, it it was a weird movie because i feel like you kind of do these little segment small adult world's tales what if tales almost then all of a sudden throw it together into a a waste of war world a waste and of a trinity trinity movie a trinity fight where none of the trinity know who they are right it's not like capable of I was hoping that once they got to Martian Manhunter, like all of a sudden, like their minds would be clear and they would, he would unlock them. their. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very, like I said, it was very convoluted, and it might be my least favorite of the Tomorrowverse. I, I'm I'm gonna throw that out there. Like he's the least as a whole. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to rank these suckers. So, we I know we did it in our on a podcast before. But I'm gonna have to re-rank it like on Letterboxd. Um, I'll send that to you later. I'll get bored. So yeah. Um, now, what was your part that you talked about? Why you think that? So the only the only thing that would be like if they if if Crisis ended because Darren is not gonna be um, Superman. We already know that. So it's not gonna be him in the Gunverse, and then. I mean, Stana, it's probably not going to be her as Wonder Woman in the Gunverse either. Um, the only person that would be cool to roll over into the Gunverse like that who could do it in animation and live action would be Jensen Ackles as a slightly older Batman. He can still yeah. play a little younger than he is, but be a, a an older Batman. Yeah. Um, to be able to have, you know, a child, Damien, if you want him to have previous Robins. Uh, well, I mean, if you the, want to have a Dick Grayson and Jason Todd and Tim Drake at all. Yeah. And but the thing about Damien is, is, you know, I, we had to remind Brian about this, is that Damien was, Damien was raised in an accelerated rate. So technically he might be like 13 years old, but that doesn't mean he is 13. Like he only yeah. be like three years old or five years old, you know, because he was born and he he was grown, you know, and accelerated and taught inside. Um, right, but it was still it was still during Tim Drake's time as Robin. Um, yeah, after maybe, he's been doing you know, it for a few years. In the original, you know, before all the reboots and everything, but but the idea is like you can have an older Batman, but he doesn't have to be old. Like, no, that's what I mean. Have, like, he doesn't you know, need to be old. Son. He could be I, in his thirties and still and have a teenage son. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just saying like, I don't know why you would bring Crisis back. Like, what what's the significance of Crisis right now? But I mean, you know what? I'm optimistic about it because I said something similar when they were like the death of Superman. I was like, didn't we kind of already do a death? You know, and it would seem like. We were getting death of Superman on, you know, uh, Justice League and BBS. I was kind of like, okay, we're going to do this again. But then that ended up being an amazing movie. So, 
um, we're going to do crisis again. I mean, you know, it is, it will be like 2024, which is like four years after crisis ended. Um, so I guess that's enough time. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, I think it is. It, it probably doesn't seem that way. Cause like I said, we got like teen Titans go versus teen Titans. We've got, uh, you know, there was crisis on infinite earths. There was, um, um, uh, the flash just recently talking about destroying the multiverse so yeah i mean it's, lots it's of all... lots of similar crisis like events that's all we got for this episode i mean it was our the you know delayed live but catch us next time as james takes on and protects the world from all the uh, the evil in it Part of the Press Play Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Chase Smith here from the Chase Smith Podcast and Cavs on the Break NBA Podcast. And I'm JD, host of the Hyman Podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. And we are super excited to bring you a brand new show starting next Tuesday, the Fanfare Podcast. The Fanfare Podcast is all about your favorite movies and our favorite movies and the best moments in cinema. To help guide our discussion, each episode will feature one classic. And we will grade this movie using a report card-like scale A through F. We're going to be grading categories like acting, directing, cinematography, the score, and even the movie poster itself. And we're not featuring a movie report card. We'll be sharing our movie rankings, franchise deep dives, actor and director interviews, and everything in between. Movies have been a major part of our lives, and we cannot wait to share our thoughts with you. Our premiere episode will drop Tuesday, June 27th, and JD and I will be reviewing Raiders of the Lost Ark in preparation of the release of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on June 30th, the fifth installment of the franchise. Join us on the Fanfare Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Hello, Brooks here with the Books with Brooks monthly book club podcast. Here's how Books with Brooks works. We read one book a month, and then we talk about it. Classics like Stephen King's The Shining, debut novels like We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, and tons of other compelling, life-changing stories, one book and one month at a time. So come read along with us, and then listen in. Before we start this episode of Krypton Report, I want to take a moment and just give a shout out here to our Patreon. I know what you're thinking. Gosh, everyone's asking for money, and I get it. But our Patreon is only a dollar. One dollar a month that helps us keep the podcast going, and what we do is we try to find interesting shows and topics and whatever we want to talk about. We've done, as of this little thing, our last recordings were on the Scream series. Brian and Tyler, that's me, do our own show where we record in the car, and it's kind of funny. And we talk about pop culture or whatever is going on. We also have the Supernatural podcast we've been reworking. It's taken some time just because of life. But we do movie commentaries as well. It's something that James and I have done, what we used to do on the main show that we've started doing here. So for $1 a month on our Patreon, you can get those shows. There's at least four a month. Also, there's my movie pitch show that I do. But also what we want is if you're a Patreon, you can come on. You can come on the main show if you want. Or if there's something you want to come on and talk about, we can do it as a Patreon special. So all I want is for $1 a month, think about chipping in, joining our Patreon, and you have a voice. 
to be a part of things. Follow the link in the link tree or in the show notes below, patreon.com slash Krypton Report. This is Dan Jurgens, and if you want to have a good time, keep listening to the Krypton Report. Look up in the sky. We just want to say if you've enjoyed this podcast, please check out other podcasts on the Press Play Podcast Network. If you are like Tyler and James and can't get enough super talk, check out these other podcasts. Digging for Kryptonite, Supergirl Radio, The Last Sons of Krypton, The Superboy Legacy Podcast, All-Star Superfans, Superman the Animated Podcast, The Aspiring Kryptonians, Always Hold On to Smallville, The Geek of Steel, and Truth, Justice, and Hope. Remember to check out Krypton Report on all social media platforms. Go to linktree.com slash Krypton Report. you find find all of our information.